Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. Sometimes you have to stop and smell the roses. To enjoy your day, you don't need expensive cars or a lavish lifestyle. It's the tiny everyday wins and occurrences that can bring a smile to your face and bring you those oh-so-simple-but-important good feelings. So get ready, because today, two random men discuss the little things. Know, talking about the little things there's something that people can do or not do and uh on the opposite end of that can really be frustrating or will make you smile and i'm talking about the nod or the wave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is when you show a small act of courtesy opening a door getting over on the uh, shoulder of the road so somebody can pass you, mm-hmm. and they don't give you the little, thanks, buddy, in the window. Doesn't yeah, that just that, that send little, you spun off? Just that little bit of acknowledgement. That's all I need. Just just let me know that you appreciated or acknowledged that I did something. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. have a lot of trouble nowadays making eye contact. But yeah, if I, if I hold the door open for you, at least give me the nod. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I, I agree. I agree. Thanks, Boudreau. One of those things, like I said, that, that you know, we, I, I take myself as a very polite person. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something, especially something as little as holding a door for somebody, I don't think a big deal about it. No, it's kind of But I courtesy. think it's a very polite thing to do. Uh, and I'm not doing it, you know, trying to make, make up points for the afterlife or anything like that. Like I just do it just naturally, you know. You're not asking for praise, but at least yeah. acknowledge but, that I did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a little, little nod or a wave or even thank you or something like that. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, one of those little things. Sometimes yeah. it might start a conversation with a very interesting person. Hmm? You might learn something. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's funny how that can go the opposite way, and you're like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know what? I think that's a lot of little things out there. Uh, I guess that's going to kind of be our topic. Um, Let's talk about the little things. That can, yeah, that can definitely, some of them make you really happy, and some of them, you know, can piss you off or drive you insane. I know me and you have both done it. We'll start negative. Uh, we've both <laughs> done it to where we've been working on something, and... Something as little as I can't find the flathead screwdriver I, or, or something like that. Like I just little. had it. I just saw yeah. it. Yeah, something little like that. That really shouldn't be that big of a deal, but just can sometimes kind of set you off. Just because you're like, oh, really? Like, come on, man. It's something so little, but Jesus, it just drives me crazy. I was looking for athletic tape because the kid jammed a finger. Yeah. So I was just going to tape them together. Spent, I just saw it. Spent mm-hmm. 30 minutes looking for the shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it frustrates you. Yeah. yeah. Or have you ever caught a pocket on a drawer handle when you're already <laughs> kind of running around the kitchen trying to get something out of the oven real quick? I've yeah. got a belt loop on there. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of jerk yourself backwards or rip the cabinet door off and then you're just like, well, shit. <laughs> Holding the plate of his lasagna. Well, lasagna. Like, what, are, what are the chances of that? Like really, really, what were the chances that that was going to happen? But unfortunately it does happen. Yes. Uh, but there are a lot of little things that get... I think a lot of people walk by, don't even realize um, things that I, I know make me happy. Like one of my favorite things is when it's really, really hot outside. I know we talk about the heat in Texas a lot when it's hot and it finally starts raining and you just can go stand out in the rain. And you're just like, oh, this feels so good. So like nice. This is so nice. Like I know it's going to be hot and muggy later, but just for that the, one instant, you're just in there and it's just, oh, this is blissful. A like, brief oh. second of reprieve. Yep. <laughs> yeah. One of those I little things. Breathe now. Yes. Do you have one of those that's one that 
maybe a lot of people don't think of, or maybe they've never... I think it's one that a lot of people do think of, but that feeling of a full tank of gas. You get in a car and you're It like, sounds silly, hey. but it's little. It's tiny. You don't even think about it, but just mm-hmm. when you have a full tank of gas, mm-hmm. especially when you are in a hurry and you get in your vehicle oh, yeah. and the gas tank is full, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to that opposite feeling. In that same vein, when I've remembered to set my... AC or heater, but the last Accordingly. time I got the last time I got out of my truck, I've set it to whatever. Like I know the next morning is gonna be cold, so I start my truck and I've already set it to like the a pre-setting where it's gonna be warm or something. And I get in and it's like it's already nice and warm in there. Or you know, you get in there and the AC is already starting to blow, and you're like, yes, thank you, like go me. Or you know, Liz does that sometimes for me. Where she'll drive my truck and she'll set everything for me. Like oh, I'll turn your your. Uh, your seat heater on for you. There you go. So that way in the morning it starts like, yay, little things like that. I set all the clocks in the house like five to ten minutes fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, family. That's just smart. Or me. Yeah. That's just smart. You're welcome, Kenny. Just, um, yeah, set your clocks five, ten minutes fast in the house. Watch. It does wonders. Oh, yeah. It does wonders. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fresh movie theater popcorn. Just the smell when you enter oh, a movie theater. Oh, yeah, man. But I mean, I, you, I know we've all been to the movies too, and you go in there and you're all excited about getting your popcorn, and you get it, and it's like the bottom of the thing, popcorn, and you're like, oh, man. I don't want this trash leftover popcorn. Yeah. Make a fresh uh, batch. But when you get the fresh one, you're like watching it pop as they're going to go to scoop it, and you're like, yes. That yes. little bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's things. all go to the movies. <laughs> I want to go to a movie. I haven't been to a movie in a long time. Uh, I finally did take Jack to one here. Uh, what did, what did I take him to see? I can't remember. Oh, the, uh, I think it was the new Adam's Family cartoon. Took for his birthday the other day. How was that? Eh, it was that. Right. He enjoyed it, so, eh, whatever. Kind of what it was. Yeah. Kids cartoon movie. It looked very, um, despicable me. Yeah, it was, it was what it was. We got to go to a movie, and he got to sit down with a big bowl of popcorn, and, yep, yeah, so it was good. I get frustrated if I miss the previews. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. Like, I can't see them on YouTube now, but yeah. something about getting in there a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I get you. I feel you. I, feel I think you. that's just leftover from back before there was YouTube. That's how you saw what was coming out that's to get true. excited for. That's true. And now the sad thing is that most trailers are better than the movies. Uh, yeah. Hey, but... More often than not. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other day, I had one of my euphoric moments um yeah, one of those things which is like oh man the, like the like the one of my favorite things on this planet and it sounds so silly so stupid but if you're anything like me you'll go oh yeah i totally get that at the heb that we go to mm-hmm. the closest one there's a spot you can stand where you're perfectly centered you're like in this weird triangle uh awesome bermuda triangle thing of the cheese the fresh cut deli meat and the fresh baked bread. It's a trifecta. And it is the most wonderful <laughs> smell on the planet to me. Fresh cheese, fresh bread, fresh meat. And I'm it's like, Sheldon's oh, spot, is... but in a grocery store. Yes, exactly, dude. And it's like, it's so just, oh, I got, seriously, I stood there for like two minutes and Liz is like, what are you doing? Like, come on, we gotta go. And I was like, no, just, just a little bit longer. <laughs> a little bit longer. I just wanna hang out in this. <sighs> Because it's whirlwind of... The cheese is too expensive for me to buy, but I can smell it. Sensory overload. <laughs> yeah. The cheese. Yeah, the cheese. 
You ever look at like one of those like big wheels of cheese? Yes, like, I have. And I flipped it over and saw the price tag. And yeah, said, no. Like, one of these days, man. One of these days, I'm just going to buy a big old wheel of cheese. I'm just going to carry it around with me like a small child. <laughs> just take it to a party and drop it on the table. Thud. There we oh, go. Yeah. That's what oh, my yeah. contribution to the party is. When people come to, here's another little thing. When people come to parties and like, you know, say, say you're watching a game. Okay. Everybody's getting together to watch a game. Like everybody brings chip or chips dip, you know, whatever. Well, they should. But when, no, oh, yeah, they should. But when somebody brings that little tray that's the meat and cheese and maybe some fruit. Tray. Like a, like board. A, yeah. Charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Something like that. Wouldn't be the first thing we've ever mispronounced. Um, That's not our bag, <laughs> baby. However, anyway, but like bring something like that and you're like, oh, yes. Yes, I'm just going to stack everything on top of itself and eat it all in just one bite. When you see how much shit you can stack on one cracker. <laughs> you look like Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> I got to hold it with two hands. Yeah, this cracker. I got to hold it like a sandwich. <laughs> hey, we're at a nice party. Stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a country club. So speaking of a bunch of these foods, uh, there's been a lot of research done where they've tried to figure out what it is about certain foods that make people like or dislike. Okay. And it's, believe it or not, actually taste is one of the lowest things that they found really makes or breaks whether we like it or not. Because there's so much psychological stuff that goes into it before you ever even get to the fact of eating it. That you've already got in your mind whether you're going to like it or not. I have read some research on that, too, where the anticipation is greater than the reward. You actually fire off more dopamine in anticipation for the meal mm-hmm. than you do when you're actually enjoying the meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just some of the facts real quick. Um, one of the ones they talked about was the packaging. Like if you bought some mm-hmm. prepackaged, of course, you know. If you look at something that's dull and, you know, say it's just a regular, like, just a red wrapper has the name of it on it versus another thing that totally stands out to you that looks awesome that you're like oh man yeah you eat with your eyes first yeah you're eating with your eyes first exactly exactly so a lot of times the packaging goes into it but then in that same vein the way that they name stuff because think about if somebody came to you and said hey do you want a taco or do you want a crispy taco you're going to be like, well, I like crispy tacos. Like, yeah, give me the crispy taco. Baja taco. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like just a little bit of that change in that that word or two in that title is immediately going to make your brain go, oh, yeah, I really want that. I like crispy things. This is a crispy thing. I want it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So that you're already, again, like you're already setting yourself up before you even put it in your mouth. You're like, oh, yep. I already Flaming hot Cheetos. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love them, but oh, they don't love me. What? Here's one. <laughs> Spicy foods. If you, if you think about things like peppers, right? Mm-hmm. That's created as a defense mechanism for the pepper. Yeah. We as humans, though, love hot... Mo- not all of us, of course. This is generalizing again. But a large majority of us love hot food. When it's actually causing you pain. And yeah. I'm talking about really hot food, you know, not just... Pepper yeah, those and atomic little, wings. You know, yeah, yes. yeah, stuff like that. What is it about that you think that's at that uh, reward system of the brain that fires off? I don't think it's accomplishment. I think people actually do like that they're conditioned for pain. Maybe. You know, and some people, I mean, really are attracted to pain in different at different levels. But the regular average Joe. But the regular average Joe, something as simple as food, spicy food, mm-hmm. you can really enjoy and it really gives you a sense of uh, pleasure 
which is funny. And it's kind of odd. It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the how the flavor profile actually falls down the list quite a ways down because especially when you're doing something hot, it's not really flavor. You're just you're just getting burned. Like that's it. It's not necessarily that you're getting any kind of flavor, really. I mean, I guess unless you consider burning hot a flavor. But it's one of those, like, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those that you get in your head. I mean, I know, like, say, whenever we've done our crawfish bowls, mm-hmm. and usually we're all sitting around, that first batch comes up, yeah, it's good, but, you know, you always get those guys on the side, like, oh, we're not even going to try the first oh. batch, we're going to wait until we're third or fourth. Until and, it's time to soak. Yeah. And you get further into it, further into it, and I, I know that last time that we did it, my, our buddy Paul sat there and was like, I'm waiting till the end because I know that's when it's going to be really, really spicy. It's hottest at the bottom. And yeah, so he <laughs> waited all the way to the very end to the last batch we did. And then he jumped in, you know, went all for it. And he was like, okay, yep, these are good. All right. Yeah. Cool. You will see people with tears rolling down their eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just keep going back for it. And that's always interested me. Why, yeah. why, why we gluttons for punishment like that? What, what is it about? Maybe it's left over from ancestry where everything was so effing bland Could that- be. Now your your brain craves just like it does adventure for your body. Your taste buds crave adventure as well. Mm, yeah, is that fair to yeah. say? I mean, you think? yeah, I think so. I, I mean, that's not. I'm not a scientist, but it's me going with. Uh, yeah, just off the cuff. Uh, they also say one of the big things is just the memory of eating something before. So, like, if say, uh, say, lo mein, okay? okay, so you ate lo mein somewhere and you really really enjoyed it so then you go to another restaurant and you're like hey i like lo mein let me have you know some with this dish or whatever i'm having and it might not be as good as what you remembered it because obviously you know no place is going to cook it the same mm-hmm. no matter what it is but your memory is telling you oh i really like this. you so like choose, lo mein so choose it over everything else yeah, and that sounds like a silly thing to say, but it really it, no, it's the truth. I not mean, at all. There's a lot of people that go to restaurants and order the same dish at every restaurant they go to. Neophobia, and fear of the matrix. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> neophobia. It's the fear of trying something new, and that encompasses everything. Uh, obviously, I can see that being a pretty popular one. Yeah, I mean, dude. I, yeah, maybe if, not popular, prevalent. If somebody goes to a place that they're not familiar with but they see that it has a cheeseburger well i know i like cheeseburgers so i'm not even gonna look at what's on the menu i'm just gonna go with my my safety zone my safe zone and go with the cheeseburger safety zone i think you hit something on the yeah on the nose there Mm-hmm. people look for um, what makes them comfortable yes because people a lot of people out there don't like trying new things which hey, it's fine whatever you know whatever floats your boat but that then keeps them from trying something new, they go back to that memory of, oh, I know I like a cheeseburger, so I'm going to get a cheeseburger at this restaurant that I've never been to before. It's the safe bet. Yeah, yeah. You know that even if it's not a good burger, I'm probably going to be happy with it. Like, I'm going to be okay with it at least. It's better than no burger. It's better than, you know, (laughs) if I get something that I'm really not going to like. But, yeah, you kind of stick in your safety zone with a lot of it. It's funny talking about the conditioning and, and the mentality of it. Especially with food, because did you know there was a study done where they put people in a um, machine to scan their brain, right? Mm -hmm. And they fed them, well, fed them, (laughs) there was a a tube that would give them wine while they were in the scanner, right? Mm -hmm. Half of the group was told that it was expensive wine. Half the group was told that it was cheap wine. Mm -hmm. The group that 
were told that they were having expensive wine, their brain lit up like a Christmas tree. Just because they were told that Again, it was... Again, that reward center of the brain mm-hmm. fired off because they thought they were getting something special. Kind of like a placebo effect. The other one, ones, it was yeah. ho-hum. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good, whatever. It was the same damn wine. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about the human outlook on perceiving what you're going to get versus what you actually get? Yeah. You know, and not just talking about food. Oh, yeah. Anything. Some people... Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything. Talk about art. Mm-hmm. When you watch people, they not just um, say you bought an original painting by a painter, and it doesn't have to be a super expensive painting, but it's a, an artist that you like, right? Mm-hmm. It could hang in your house for a decade, and you could admire it every day. It makes me happy. Why do you like this painting? You know, it just I I I see a lot of this and that and X and Y, and and it makes me feel a certain way. I can start my day better because I look at this painting. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, it makes and me. Then happy I come to it. you yeah. and I tell you that it's a forgery. Oh, now, no. it's an exact duplicate. You cannot tell with the naked eye that it's not the original painting, but it's not the original painting, and you watch people sink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You watch uh, a washed-over look come over their face, and they feel like they've been robbed. Like I said, now, if I told you, if it was a painting that I gifted you, you didn't pay a dime for it. Mm-hmm. But just because it wasn't the original painting and it was a duplicate, what makes that art not mean the same to you anymore. You know, I don't know exactly how to answer that one because in in my mind, I don't. I no, don't. You're mind. trying to figure out the human. Yeah, I, I, mind. I don't mind getting a, a reprint or a duplicate or something like that. Uh, actually, we have some what I considered in my my mind some very nice artwork in our mm-hmm. house. Same that, here. They're, they're, our, yeah, they're reprints. Paintings all I'm, over the walls. I wasn't going to pay the eight or ten thousand dollars or whatever it was for the original. I'm like, no, screw that. <laughs> but. I have reprints. Hey, guess what? I got it for a couple hundred bucks. No. Like, yeah. Your household is a lot like our <laughs> yeah. household. It, we enjoy art. We enjoy mm-hmm. uh, theater. We enjoy music. The, the arts yeah. in general, just yeah. all encompassing the so arts. So I don't, I don't know why some people, unless it's just that maybe they enjoy having, they enjoy having the knowledge that they have the original, mm-hmm. that it is, that they're in sole possession of the original thing. Maybe that's a big part of it. I, I don't really know. There was another test done that was, if you could, um, I think it was, what's it called? Like the George Clooney sweater. Um, if I was to say, you can have this sweater that was worn by George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Now you can never resell it. You can never wash it. Anything like that. Do you still want it? Yes. You can never tell anybody you have it or what it really is. Mm. Does that change your your thought process on the value of it to you? If it just hangs up you know if, if it's up in a picture frame say uh, it's it's a jersey and you travel dimensions and nobody knows who the heck that player is players, would you yeah. still display it on the wall hmm. if you don't get the bragging rights of it and does that work the same way for the art artwork i think in a lot of people's minds yeah that, that definitely changes the fact that they if they aren't able to show it off kind of look for that praise upon themselves uh, then yeah, I do think that changes. It's bragging a lot. rights is a conversation piece. Otherwise, and how much of that actually goes into people that say that they enjoy art, or do you enjoy displaying rare things? True. Do you enjoy the 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 boastfulness of saying I have this, you don't have this? That's very human nature. That, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I think me and you, we're all you know, out for a shinier we're, rock. We're sitting here talking about again, you know, encompassing humans as a whole you know everybody how they do but i i like how me and you have our own things like there's a lot of stuff that i have 
you know, I think I've talked about my wall of nerdum. Yeah. Um, that I have. Knickknacks and patty wax, uh, And baby. it's all just random stuff. None of it's really worth any money. Uh, but it's sentimental to you. But it's sentimental to me. I enjoy it. And even me and you being as close-minded as we are with stuff, you might even come in and look at some of them and not even realize what it is. Mm-hmm. Or be like, Very oh, true. okay, that was, that's cool. Like, all right, what is that? Uh, whatever. But to me, I love it. And I'll, like, uh, one of my favorite things that I, that I have in my room with all my stuff is I have from the cartoon TV show Futurama. I have a little model of the Planet Express, Express ship that they used to go everywhere with. Yes. And it's nothing special. Folding I think I time. got it out of Loot Crate, <laughs> I think. Um, but I just love it. And every time I see it, it just makes, makes me happy. Makes you happy. So it's actually technically the centerpiece <laughs> in my wall of all of my stuff. Because when I first walk in, I look at it. That's the one that I'm like, oh, this makes me happy. I just really there's, enjoy there's it. There's lots of things like that. And sentimental value goes a long way. That's, That's why you have true. things that are passed down. Very true. It might be one cufflink out of the set that belonged to someone you cared about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, that little thing means the world to you. Yeah, uh, the guitar, the first guitar that I ever got, one that you bought me. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it was broken off at the headstock. Uh, wild night party and whatever. Something happened and somebody <laughs> knocked it off. Whatever. Uh, luckily, I got a buddy of mine Teenagers. To, to fix it, and so now it hangs on the wall, and it's actually right smack dab in the center. I have five guitars hanging on the wall, and that's the one that's in the center, and unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it, I never play it. It is just a sentimental Strictly piece for that, our wall that, that stays right there, and anybody that's ever gone to my music room and we talk about stuff. That's one of the things I talk about. I'm like, yeah, so my very first guitar was bought for me by my brother, and that's it right there. Yep. You know? And that's again, those... not knocking you, but it's not It's not like it was no. a super high dollar guitar no. by any means. <laughs> but Here's the difference in my opinion, though. It makes You me can happy. look at that object and recall memories. Yes. That you yes. otherwise probably couldn't recall without that object. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think that, and it just, just me, my thoughts on it, probably describes most sentimental objects for people. Yeah. I think we kind of hit on some of this when we did the episode about the collectibles. Yes. We kind of talked about that whole thing of passing something down that might, it might not even be anything functional or that you're going to use. Um, that's kind of the same thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's still something that has some meaning to you. And so even if you don't use it for whatever purpose it was created for, uh, you can still look at it and just enjoy it because you're like, hey, man, that means something to me. And again, goes back to our thing about the little things where you can go, 20 people might walk in your house, in your room or whatever and see that same thing and never think twice about it. Yeah. But every time you walk by it and see it, it's going to spark a memory. It's going to make you think of something, uh, whether it be, you know, a loved one, a, a cool moment, yeah. uh, a great memory, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so it means something to you. So sentimental items don't have to be a loved one. It can be something that was a memory from your childhood that this was when you, this was the item I first got that caused me to develop a passion for this subject that I love now. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because one of the other things uh, in my kind of research. (laughs) Sorry about the dog, man. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Uh, Was they talk about different things that say you're listening to a song. Okay. Song comes on the radio, you're driving in your truck, you listen to it, you go, oh, that was kind of a cool song. You might not ever think of that song again, okay? But if you're out hanging out with your friends 
and y'all are having a good time, or maybe, you know, you and your girl go out and do something, and you're having a great time, and that song comes on when you're in the middle of doing something that is going to be a memory, that song will then always stick with you, even though it might not have been something that was a world-altering song, the greatest thing you've ever heard, but because it was in that moment, you will always think of that song and come back to that same memory. Hold on. (laughs) What are you doing? There you go. Give her the biscuit. Give her the biscuit. Keep her happy. She's out there protecting the house. <laughs> From all Good the dog. unsavory characters running around. Hey, I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to... She's already barking again. Yeah. Hey, dogs will be dogs. It's all maybe, good. Maybe I should have looked. Instead of just being like, here's a biscuit. She's like, murderer. Murderer, dad. Share the biscuit with him. Oh. Oh. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that I think has a big part to do with anything, art, music, food, drink, uh, anything like that. It might not be something that you necessarily would have liked normally, but definitely if it's in a moment that's something going to be big for you, then yeah, you're totally going to always cherish that thought and think about that thing. You People know, keep their first books that got them into reading yeah. novels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Earlier when you were talking about food and things that... I'll just go back to food for a second, but I had this thought and I had to touch on it because it holds weight for a lot of people about things once you try them and you like them. Mm-hmm. And then kind of it always sticks in the back of your head like, well, I enjoy this. So even if you have a, a bad experience with one, one time you'll go, eh, but I know I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that also... the tequila phenomenon. Uh, people that say, I had one bad night on tequila, oh, yeah, and man. I will oh, never geez. touch it again. <laughs> Is it just because that's the extreme of a bad experience uh, with a so. ingestible yeah. Maybe item? They just, yeah, they're like, oh, nope, nope, <laughs> don't ever want to go back to that. It was, I thought about that earlier when you were talking about it, and I was like, this works great, except for tequila, because people will try tequila, <laughs> have a bad night on there, even if they've had it for years. Pardon me. It only takes one bad time, and then they're like, nope, no more. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. smell it. I can't smell it. You're right, but there you go. That's the, the flip Not side. Not me. Of, I yeah. like tequila, but yeah, I'll do tequila. The folks that you know, I can't, I can't do tequila. Yeah. They also say that once you've had a higher end item, whether it be again art, music, food, whatever, once you've had something that's considered a higher end, you get more nitpicky at things. So, like, say you ate a gourmet cheeseburger. You like cheeseburgers. You know, but you've had like a cheeseburger one that was amazing. But then like later on, say you went and just had to get one, you know, at the, whatever fast food place you were closest to. You'd be like, this sucks. Like, eh, I still like cheeseburgers, but this one just, eh. So you're always going to be, once you've had something that's that much better, you're always going to look at I, the lower end thing and be like, eh. I think that would be that you have experienced it as what it's meant to be served as, yeah. whether that's a, a cocktail or a gourmet meal or a steak that's cooked perfectly at a mm-hmm. Michelin star steakhouse. Everything else is judged by that standard. Yeah. You can still enjoy it. Absolutely. But I see what you mean by that point of reference. Then what about things that make you have the feeling of accomplishment? Like, I kind of think, at least now, being older, fresh-cut grass, 
almost to me smells like accomplishment. Even if I didn't just mow my grass, I walk out and smell that, and it's like somebody did a thing, and I can immediately identify that that (laughs) task was completed. Smells like success. Smells like success. (laughs) Smells like money. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I also just... I think a lot of people just really enjoy the the smell of fresh cut grass too. I mean, that's just and kind of signifies spring and summer and mm-hmm. all that kind of you know the the potential for fun to be had. True, true. See, so it kind of goes back to the memory thing where you're thinking about, hey, that brings me back into that memory. Right when yeah. we first could go out and play in the pool and all that, the the smell of fresh cut grass in the summer. A lot of people, the fresh cut grass symbolizes football season. And takes you back to that place uh, and memory recall of two-a-days and things like that and being mm-hmm. young. And mm-hmm. like I said, potential was all out in front of you, laid out. Yeah. And I think there again, uh, talking about potential, that's why I, I enjoy things like blank canvases. Like You see how many notebooks I have laying around all the time that are just empty notebooks. I just thought I, you were a hoarder, but okay. No. Maybe. I'm just super forgetful and I lose notebooks. Uh, Empty containers. I love them. I know we've talked about my jars before where it's like I keep jars and it's kind of become a problem where it's, you don't need any more jars. Uh, But I can put things in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least it's a practical-ish thing until, you know, you just run out of room. (laughs) Just a nice open field with nothing in it. Not a Dollar General to be seen. You know, just an open field. Uh, Not just talking about the nature part, but I love things... Empty? Just empty things. With poten- <laughs> I mean, you walk into an empty room. You're totally a glass half either- empty guy. Maybe. Hmm? What? In a good way? <laughs> Can that be a good way? I see the potential in empty things and blank canvases. And I don't know if it's just because of the, the being, I use artist loosely, um, being a creative individual, and mm-hmm. probably the same thing with you. You're very creative. It's almost like sitting down with a blank sheet of paper. No telling what's going to be on that sheet of paper in an hour. True, true. Same thing with an artist with a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. It's the universe is completely wide open, and I the enjoy realm of that all possibility. Yeah, I enjoy that excitement of what's about to happen with that. I get you. I get you. You know, yeah. a, a lump of clay can be a beautiful thing on its own because it holds potential. I agree. And that's one of my little things that I enjoy. Hmm. Okay. That and waking up early when there's still time to go back to sleep. <laughs> that is probably when I roll over and look at my phone. And it's like, I still I got still 30 got... minutes. Hell, I'm thinking yeah. two hours, man. You ever wake up at like one in the morning and you go, oh, it's time oh, to get no. up and there's things to do today and we got to get ready for set. And then you're like, wait a minute. It's one in the morning. Oh my gosh. You almost can't go back to sleep because you're so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy I get to sleep. I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so yeah. happy I forgot to fall back asleep. <laughs> and now I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all ran. Hello, day. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Uh, uh, in that same study that I was reading, I really wish I would have remembered what the study was called. But anyway, shame on me. Um... Another thing they talked about was how if you don't like something, but continued exposure to it can actually make it start to grow on you. Like, I'm going to use this. I'm not saying anything, you know, negative towards anybody that likes anything. I'm just totally just pulling this out of the air. So don't don't everybody yell at me or say anything bad. You've thought a lot about this, haven't but you? But <laughs> let's just say 
techno, okay? Techno music. Techno music. If you're, say, say you're not a fan of techno music for whatever reason, okay. But say you're working at a club and you have to listen to it all the time because that's what they play at this club. Well, after a little while, you might be like, eh, you know what? Okay, I can deal with it. Okay, it is what it is. Maybe a little bit later, you go, no, man, I kind of like that. You know, that one song kind of was okay. It's like, that one right. foot in the door of, right. I kind of like this. And then before you know it, you might actually be like, you know what? Hey, why did I not like this? Like, this is actually, like, I'm fine with this. Like, this is okay. Uh, and that can be with food. Uh, that can be art. That can be, again, with any anything. And it can turn into something that actually becomes something you really enjoy that you originally didn't like. For whatever reason that you thought you didn't like it. I know when I was younger, I didn't like broccoli at all. Now it is one of my favorite foods. <laughs> I think that's just being a kid at greens and you're forced yeah, to eat them. And, well, let's say your taste buds taste every hey, seven my, my change kiddo, every seven years. My kiddo loves broccoli. Same. Yeah. It's like good for Same you. Same here. Yay. But yeah. They say the more that you're exposed to a top to a certain thing or the more you learn about a topic. Whether or not it's something you're interested in, but you, you're forced to learn about it, the more you adapt to it and do become interested in it. So you're very correct in your way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. From everything I've read, the uh, more exposure. We had a good buddy of ours that, uh, he's a Marine. Uh, he was a state judo champion. Guy, he loved playing video games. Pretty much all around your normal guy guy, right? Right. Well. Shout out to Mikey. Whenever he... Uh, he told us a story about whenever he was flying to all these different places, he got bored on the plane. And of course that was back when you couldn't really do a whole yeah. lot of like technology stuff. Like they didn't, they didn't let you let you have your iPad on when you're flying and you know, things like that. And so he sat next to an older lady one time that was crocheting and picked and her brain was, about it. He picked her brain about it and started kind of learning. And it was something that he never had ever thought that he would actually enjoy doing. He ended up loving it. It was therapeutic for and him. Very therapeutic for him. And I know like all like, all of our friends, like when the kids were born, he would, you know, make them little booties and, and little gloves hats and, and hats things, and stuff yes. like that. And he would just stare and crochet all this cool stuff. And it was like, he was like, yeah, he goes, dude, I never thought I would be into something like this. But yeah, it's that <laughs> yeah. one foot in the door that gets you even a spark of interest in something. Yep. And so it could lead you down a long path. Back to our whole thing about the enjoying the little things. Uh, there you go. You never know what little thing might actually be something that you really enjoy. A lot of people say that first workout, the after the workout, when you're dead tired. And this is something that people that work out all the time say, you know, you I feel great after a workout. It jazzes me up. But take someone that's not used to working out that it's killer for. Mm. And it hurts. And it's something their body's not used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That dopamine rush of the accomplishment, back to earlier when I was talking about the the accomplishment factor, they say there's nothing like it in the world. Yeah. And it goes for getting something difficult done. I know before I before we got together tonight, uh, me and Liz were driving, and I kind of was picking her brain. I was like, hey, what's some of the things that you really enjoy that make you happy that maybe not necessarily other people think of, maybe they don't enjoy, maybe they never even thought of? And she actually said, she goes, you know what? She goes... When I get done with a workout and I am so dog tired, my body hurts, I can't hardly walk, I can't lift my arms, but I have that sense of fulfillment, accomplishment, and she's like, you know, come home and it's like, okay, now I can take a shower and go to sleep. <laughs> but I I accomplished it. I did it, you know, and it's one of those little things that, yeah. Accomplishment is a big factor. Yep. And speaking 
of accomplishment. Uh, one of the kind of realms we didn't, we haven't hit yet, uh, is entertainment. Oh yeah. Um, I know. Oh yeah. One of my favorite. <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you from Canada now? Uh, I should be so lucky. Hey, thank you to our Canadian friends up up north listening to us. We appreciate you guys. I uh, have noticed mm-hmm. that we've been getting some views from them. Anyway, um, thanks Canada buddies. One of my big things that I really enjoyed as a kid was some of my Saturday morning cartoons. Okay? And they don't have really Saturday morning cartoons They anymore. don't. We talked about that before. That's because of the fall of the cereal companies. Now, so they wouldn't let them sponsor anymore. Yeah. Luckily, now with all the different streaming services you have out there that can do all that kind of stuff, you can actually find a lot of those old school cartoons. And I've noticed my son has started watching a bunch of the ones that I watch. And it's... To me, it, it makes me feel really good because, one, he's watching it, enjoying it, and laughing, having fun with it, despite the fact that the animation is way outdated, making um, some of the topics and stuff are outdated, <laughs> but still, he's sitting there watching it and enjoying it. And I noticed the other day, one of my favorite ones as a kid was the old school Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Remember that one? Oh, yes. Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got, got an attitude. attitude. Yep, that one. <laughs> so... Reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Reboot was another one, actually, believe it or not. Sonic. Um, so I go in his room, and he's he's figured out. He's, he's old enough now. He can kind of figure out the controller, and he can kind of go where he wants to go and watch the stuff he wants. We keep it, you know, to where he can't get anything crazy. But anyway. He can navigate he was, the shows he wants to watch. Yeah, that we allow for him to watch. Anyway, he's watching that Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. And I stood in the doorway for a couple of minutes watching it and i remembered the episode he was watching like i remembered it like exactly what was happening what was about to happen everything like that and it just gave me that sense of just yeah i was just a little happy. bit of puff chest like yeah like man he like cool. what i like he's totally into <laughs> the same cartoon that i loved as a kid and it's yeah it just filled me like a little thing like i'm i walk out back in the living room and liz kind of looks at him she goes you all right i'm like yep i'm good i'm good passing along those things <laughs> Like it goes back to what we're talking about, like with the with entertainment things, and you know, the little things. Um, if we're getting into the holiday season right now, right? So if Christmas vacation is on, the you stop there at that channel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and you'll start laughing at shit that hasn't even happened yet because you know what's about to. Happen. You know it's about to happen. Yeah, uh, where I, I think we all have those movies that movies, TV shows, you know, whatever. That you've seen it a million times, mm-hmm. but you just, you love it so much that when you see it on, you might not be necessarily looking for it. It might just pop up in the browser, but you're going to stop what you're doing. And for the next 30 minutes to two hours, you're just going to dedicate whatever to watching the same thing that you've seen a million times. You know it verbatim. It's comfort food mm-hmm. for your soul. Yep. Tombstone for me. Tombstone. Every time Tombstone comes on, I'm stopping. I'm watching it. Like mm-hmm. Die yeah. hard. Yep, Die Hard, which is a holiday movie. We're about, um, <laughs> they've got a thing going on, that, um, Melanie sponsored to show movies, uh, all the businesses mm-hmm. are going to show different holiday movies, Okay, and she's going to show Scrooged. Oh, good one. And that, yeah, super duper good. It's like, oh, we're going to show that to some, maybe some <laughs> folks that hadn't seen Scrooge before. Man, probably a lot of people that Could haven't have seen it before. Especially younger yeah. crowd. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like the the wonders of Bill Murray. You're about to be 
that's one of those great holiday movies. Yep. That same thing when it's on. And so, yeah, when she came home, it was like, I got Scrooged. And I was like, yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> hey, and the same, same thing with Bill Murray. Uh, we're something in the preview for the new Ghostbusters movie came on and the song started playing at the end of it and Jackson jumped up and started dancing and everything. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. That nostalgia dopamine yes. dump in and your brain's like, like, yes, like, What's yes, with the little yes. stuff, Stay Puff Marshmallow Men? <laughs> oh, like, God. Oh, now I've got to yes. have little Stay Puffs. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I will I will say this, though, as we're talking about the whole uh, entertainment thing. I'm going to tell him myself. So, been staying at home during the day a whole lot more, and I've caught myself falling into the whole daytime television stuff. Uh-huh. I haven't done soap operas, necessarily, but I've got into a whole lot of other ones. And this one, it actually goes back to whenever I was in college, but I've always loved Price is Right always been a huge fan Mm -hmm. and i will sit there and i will watch it and i will get just as energized and into it as the people that are actually on the show and i'm yelling at the at the screen i'm like that that soap bottle costs three dollars and 75 cents i'm like wow like getting all into it everything because it just was little things i just love the prices right (laughs) that you know why and i'm gonna touch on this because i'm going psychology on you right now Probably the same reason I do. It takes me back to being a kid, like when you'd stay home sick from school mm-hmm. with mom. And you're watching a whole new group of shows. And you're laying you've never on the couch, before. and you're covered in a blanket, yeah. and you're eating your soup or whatever, and it's like the Price is Right would come on. And um, what was on with the whammies? Uh, we talked about that in another episode. Uh, so, uh, press Your Luck. Press Your Luck, yes, yes. 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 And it's kind of, it's com- the, the nostalgia feels, again, coming back. And then, yeah, I, watching Dynasty, this will date me, <laughs> uh, General Hospital, All My Children. Greatest American Hero. And then, Remember no, I'm one? talking about the soap operas. Oh, the soap operas. The mom oh, would okay, watch. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. The soap operas. And then the next time you were sick, you'd have to catch back up with, what happened to Sharon? <laughs> How did, no, but the last time I saw that the evil twin came in, oh no, this happened. Oh, what? You should try to play catch up. No, but Jimmy fell down the elevator shaft. And but it wasn't really Jimmy. See, what had happened was he was in the hospital, and he swapped faces with Daryl. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Soap operas are interesting because if you think about it, back, it, 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 totally different landscape now. But back in the heydays of soap operas, that was when you had, like, sitcoms at night for the family to watch. But during the day was the soaps. And that's where you got your drama from because there wasn't a lot of drama in the sitcoms. That's true. They would have like a problem or two that they're trying to figure There'd out. There'd be some That's problems, yeah. household problems. I mean, you know, Lucy's running around and Thanksgiving dinner's burnt. So what is she going to do? She's going to run over to Ethel, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You really just dated yourself there. Well, I, I, love not, Lucy. I was not alive in the <laughs> 50s. We watched a lot of reruns of I Love Lucy though. Nick at night. <laughs> Nick at night. Um, but no, so the rise of soap operas, was the first time that people with regular blue-collar house lives got to peek into the world because most of the families were wealthy or powerful. And there was this melodrama that was uh, elevated to 11. It was cranked up, and it gave you that natural interest in people, their natural curiosity to peer into a world that's not their own. Yeah. And it was escapism for a lot of people. Yeah. You know. A lot Which of the is funny because are... actually, you know, you think about it, the landscape nowadays, 
you really think like soap operas should be kind of making like a comeback because you have so many people that are working from home now. Well, there are soap operas, but now they're called dramas. Yeah, things dramas, like Yellowstone. Okay. No, true. Well, but that's a if it didn't have the budget it had, yeah. but that's and was yeah. on at one o'clock in the afternoon in 1986, still be the same show. Would Walking Dead be a soap opera? Yes. <laughs> Back in the day. Absolutely. I think Walking Dead is a soap opera. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Well, they they no, follow I'm, I'm the dead. same formulas because it's long-form storytelling. Yep. So you're interested in the characters, and every week is just a different dramatic beat. Yep. Yeah. No, and I, that, I like I said, yeah. was completely different from the sitcom, which ruled night TV. And it was basically whatever was happening in that one episode. Yes. Was... In the sitcoms, we have whatever in, happened in that it, one yeah, episode it happened, it happened done, and it was self-contained. Next episode, it was but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I dramas, the daytime dramas, the soap operas, quotation fingers again because <laughs> they can't see me, um, I get you, was long-form storytelling of, well, you, you have to know what happened last season to this character. And now everything is a soap opera. It's just packaged in a way that it's considered a drama. Yeah. Winning Emmys left and right. I mean, fucking Downton Abbey, man. Downton Abbey. Yeah. Is a soap opera. In my mind. You're right. It's a peek into the world of people that are different from yourselves. The rich, the fabulous, the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with problems that you would never have to deal with. And also problems that you do have to deal with on day-to-day levels. So pretty much the, the formula for the soap opera has been twisted into what now is the most popular television. Yeah, there you is go. Is that, I'm not wrong in thinking that, I don't No, I don't think so. so, no, I don't think so at all. Well, Jay, you take your ones, uh-huh. like I said, Yellowstone, Walking Dead, um, to Downton Abbey, but Downton I mean, Abbey, yeah. uh, all those kind of shows, I said, give them a little bit smaller budget, put them on at one o'clock in the afternoon in 1986, Yeah, are they any different? True. Oh, uh, Ricky slept with Ashley, and... <laughs> What happened? Well, Bob's going to find out, and then what's going to happen? He's probably going to shoot him, but don't worry, he's not going to die. That's the only difference now is that people die on the shows where they didn't back then. That's true. Everybody came back. Everybody came back. back. (laughs) So, okay. They took the formula, tweaked it. But yeah, and and do you know know why they're called soap operas? Can honestly say I've never thought about it, but okay. What? It's because back when they originally started airing... um, the daytime dramas, the number one ad sponsors, is it beer time? Yes. <laughs> the number one ad sponsors were like Procter and Gamble. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're Procter talking like the Gamble. 1930s, 1940s and what stuff. What is Procter and, and Gamble? So it was like ivory soap and Oxidol <laughs> and things like that. So they were sponsored by, they were aimed at housewives that were home. So it was for a lot of cleaning products and things like that. Gotcha. Like I said, the 30s and 40s. That makes sense. Put yourself okay. in the place and time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when they were marketed as daytime dramas, they became known as uh, I watch my soaps. Because every other fucking ad was for a soap or a detergent or cleaning a cleaning or product. Whatever. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Ah. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so yeah, people just started calling them soaps for short. It's, my, it's mama's stories. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I always Mama's remember. gotta watch your stories. That's what I always remembered was them saying stories. Watch my stories. Gotta watch my stories. It's my program. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why they're they're that's why they're called soaps. Hmm. Well, there you go. Thanks for laying that one off. Mm-hmm. And hey, I haven't gotten into any soaps or dramas or whatever you want to call them now, but uh, that's not saying I won't. You don't watch Yellowstone? 
I think I'm the only person on this planet that Holy has not watched shit. it. And it's not okay. for not wanting to. It just I just haven't I haven't got around to it. I'm sorry. I can forgive you. Anyway. Um so we've talked now about entertainment, music, art, and we talked definitely about, food. We talked about food. I got one more thing to hit on with food right quick. And that was in all the studies that I was learning about, uh, and by learning about, I'm just getting the, the little bit on it. Cause, the things you, know, you scratched the surface on. It was funny because one of the things they always said was every time I came to a food study, desserts, basically the study went out the window. Because. How so? Well, when you have a dessert, your body goes through a whole different phase, a whole different Rhythm and beat. Yeah, because you're looking at this thing that you know you shouldn't eat. Yeah. But you're It's gonna. not for nutrition. <laughs> yeah. The, the the cavemen did not have desserts. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not something that I, I, I eat dessert to live. Like, got no. you bowl of berries. Nope, you know? nope. Like, this is, this is you know, when things kind of go off the rails. Uh, and they would say. No, I never course, thought about it like that. Yeah, honestly, I, mean, I never thought about just dessert being that's completely just a, separate from the rest of the nutritional value of you don't need a meal. It. You don't need dessert of no. any kind, but you want it and you crave it, and you actually want it a lot of times more than something else. You're you know, looking forward regular, to it. Somebody comes to you with a you know, say, uh, you know, a very hearty meal, something that's going to be your, get you through your day and do whatever. Or somebody comes to you with a slice of cake, and you're like. Mm, like the cake, I guess. But anyway, well, we'll definitely get back to the cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I got to get to this fucking. Plus, dry a lot of that first. is actually uh, neurological, where because your brain associates sugar with energy. So with all your neurons flying off and going boop, 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 doing their thing, they're like, "Oh, sugar! Yes, that's what we need to survive. That's what we need. Like, we yes, need more yes, sugar. Yes, here. more sugar. Let, let's do it." So, all the different tests and surveys and whatever they've done. Dessert always goes out the window because it's 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 its own thing, and I think most everybody has had those those moments where, and you can call them your weak moments, I guess, if you want to, <laughs> where you sit down <laughs> and you see something, you're like, man, I really don't need this, but I'm let's eat, get decadent. But I'm, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So with that, I was thinking uh, it's time to do the thing. Let's do the thing. Are you ready? Yep. It's time for Search Engine Results. All right. So anybody that has not listened to us before, uh, we do this thing called Search Engine Result. And what we do is we scour the internet for these random questions that we can come up with. We sit down and we ask the question. Usually I ask you but three I'm gonna, questions. I'm going to do it this time. You're going to fire yeah, from the So I'm going to ask Kenny a random question that I found off the internet based on Somewhat around the things we've talked about today, and I'm going to give him three answers, and he has to choose which one the all-powerful internet said is the correct answer. Now, Kenny, are you ready to play? I am ready to play. I'm looking forward to this. Okay, so. All right. Our question today is, what is America's favorite dessert? Oh. Okay. Okay. What is America's favorite dessert? Your choices. Chocolate chip cookies. Okay. German chocolate cake. Alrighty. Or fudge. Now, this is America's favorite dessert as said by the internet. 
Actually, I found this on How Stuff Works. <laughs> Just to give you nice side call out. Yep. So, what is America's okay. favorite dessert? And it was chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. and fudge. And fudge. Hmm. Oddly enough, chocolate seems to be wound up in all of those. I mean, you can have white fudge, but still form of chocolate, right? I'm not really sure how you make fudge, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. German chocolate cake seems oddly specific. Okay. Fudge. Mm, no, I know a lot of people that don't dig fudge. So I think by process of elimination in my head, I'm going to have to go with the good old-fashioned chocolate chip cookie. Final answer? Final answer. I'm going chocolate chip cookie for America's favorite dessert. And you are incorrect. No joke. It is actually fudge. Fudge! Believe it or Ah, not, fudge. Fudge! (laughs) (laughs) A big part of that is... You actually were pretty close. Uh, it, those uh, chocolate chip cookies is number three. Uh, German chocolate cake is number two. Damn. Now, thing about German chocolate cake is it's kind of more centered around. It, it is its own thing, like you said. Like uh, it is a specific type of thing. Chocolate chip, whether it be regional or holiday are, associated. Yeah, chocolate chip cookies are also pretty much. It's a chocolate chip cookie. Is a chocolate say, chip it's cookie. It's a year round thing. It's yeah. chocolate chip cookies. Fudge. There are so many different kinds. Ah, uh, that's where they. And also, fudge is given away for anything and everything. Think about think about the fact that fudge can go anywhere and everywhere. I'm I'm not a huge fudge fan. I would have actually chose chocolate chip cookies myself. Yeah, it seemed like the most common. Actually, my favorite dessert is white macadamia nut cookies. It's actually my favorite. But what's your favorite dessert? Carrot cake. Carrot cake. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, and we both really love our pumpkin pie. Um, but yeah, no, it's fudge. Fudge. Mm-hmm. Just because of the diversity of fudge. That's that in the fact that it is given away for literally anything and everything, whether it be a holiday, a birthday, uh, a death in the family, weddings, funerals, uh, weddings, funerals, everything in between. Everything. Somebody's bringing it, a tray of fudge, and there is so many different kinds. But yep, fudge ends up taking the cake. I have never made fudge, but and I mean never even I attempted. Think, I have I no idea how it's made. Fudge. That's what I would think is think. maybe it's easy enough to make. Yeah, that, might, that might be a big part of it too. Of course, it's fairly easy. Chocolate chip cookie. Well, chocolate you know, chip cookie from you scratch. That up, you or, need to leave the room. <laughs> but like chocolate chip from scratch, or <laughs> okay, yeah, no, <laughs> or one that you got at the store. It off the dough roll. <laughs> yeah, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, come didn't on, these come are easy to make. Yeah. yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All I do is break it up and throw it in the oven. Like we're talking about. Yeah, my mac and cheese is off the chain, and it's like your craft mac and cheese. Yeah, who was, was in friends? Uh, Nestle Toolhouse. You mean Nestle Toolhouse? <laughs> Nestle Toolhouse. Toblerone. Toblerone. <laughs> Joey got this Toblerone from the airport. <laughs> so, yes. All right. So, fudge. Fudge. All right. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that you explain it. Yeah, they, they got me with the diversity. Well, fudge. I guess with that, man, we should uh, wrap this thing up. Yeah, I think it's about time. Nice little conversation. Yes, enjoy the little things. Just enjoy the little things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, want to thank everybody out there in listener land again for joining us today on The Random Men. 
Y'all be sure and subscribe to the podcast so you are alerted when we drop new episodes. Um, reach out to some friends and tell them about the podcast if you're enjoying what we're doing here. And be sure and rate and review us. We really look forward to getting those in. Um, let us know what you'd like for us to talk about. We're always open to new suggestions. And as you can tell from listening to this show, we'll talk about just about anything. So until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the little, little things. things.